Hey folks, uh, Matt Hawkins here with Jordan Spoon, and this is the Be The Bright podcast. Um, I'm the owner of Ridge Supply, and Jordan is the man behind our Ridge Supply Arsenal Ambassador Group. And we're here um, just to, with a little sit-down chat for our episode uh, 47, I believe this is. Yeah, I don't and, even um, know where we're at now. <laughs> we wanted to... Um, we wanted to just go over some some of the cool uh, new kit items that that we've got and um, and some some discussion about that and um, and then also uh, dive into a little bit of uh, Buck Fifty history from last year. It's kind of an, an untold story of of the beginning of COVID and uh, because that anniversary is coming up, we thought it'd be a good uh, episode to kind of um, unearth some of that for for you guys if you're yeah. if you're interested. Yeah. It's, a, it's a deep story. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Welcome, Jordan. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm wearing the tech tee. Uh, we've, we've never done a tech tee before. Um, but basically, what a tech tee is, is um, it's cycling specific fabrics and cut in a t-shirt form. Uh, great for riding um, or casual wear. Obviously, this thing's loud, kind of obnoxious, the graffiti <laughs> uh, style. Uh, hey, if you want to, I'll, I'll rock it to the grocery store. I mean, you guys can too. But we, what we did is we picked a, we picked a fabric with cutaway that is, um, I would call it like a medium weight. Uh, it's not super thin, and um, it's pretty durable, but it'll work great um, in the summer or wherever. Um, See, that's awesome. something I'd like, like mountain biking. Where yes. I don't want to wear the tight jersey. I want something a little baggier. Like when I'm coaching with Nika, you know, I don't always yes. necessarily need to be in a jersey because I'm stopping a little more. So something like that is, it's perfect for that. Yeah, so. and it's it's a little expensive, but part of the reason it's expensive is because it's very well made. Like this is, this is one of these pieces of kit that you could use for years, you know. Yeah. Um, goes great with the cargo bibs that we just came out any color bib uh, the navy bib the the black bibs that you may have from any other brands works fine works great with baggies as well um but yeah so this is the tech t it's available it's in stock and it's out there um we uh you know in the matching print we've got the graffiti kit in men's and women's and we wanted to show you guys this detail like we did a really cool like graffiti Ridge Supply uh, reflective on the back, as well as the band. This is the pockets that you're seeing. Uh, says be the bright bold on the back. Um, Ridge Supply on the front, like my tech tee. Um, and there's a there's a bunch of cool names so, on so here. Isn't there some hidden road names in here? Yeah, like um, much like a graffiti wall would be. They're just layered. Uh, can't see it all, but there's some cool. Um, some of my favorite roads on there. I took Liberty and, and threw those on there. So um, <laughs> shout out uh, to us uh, anywhere if you can find some things or you think you know what they are. But um, th that's that's the jersey. The, the bib is just next level. We no nothing went unprinted on this. I um, noticed that when it showed up. I was impressed that yeah. every single thing had print on it Dude. to include the mesh. Philip, <laughs> Philip at Cutaway... Uh, he's a wizard at this graphic design style and the layout. And one of the things that he does that's super subtle, which nobody notices this stuff, but like we changed the pattern of the bib. Um, this is not, we had our own Ridge Supply, Ridge Supply X cutaway has its own 
bib cut, but we used um, a slightly different cut so we could put this big panel in here because this is a very visible panel. Um, and also because it's all printed, none of this is see-through, uh, which is also yeah. important. Um, the panels line up super rad. Nothing is like awkward, you know, like sometimes when you have a fully printed chamois or, or whatever, there's just some spots that just look, they don't look good. Uh, he did yeah. a really good job of kind of covering that up. Um, and so it's not awkward, especially in the ladies cut and, and um, which is something that you run into some problems with. Leg bands are printed. Um, the one thing about this and Jordan has this kit as well it's a little tight. The bibs are a little yeah. tight because, because they're printed um, and the pattern that we used, um, they're snug, which I, honestly, I've been getting asked a lot to make a compression bib and yeah. it feels like a compression bib. So if you are worried, size up. Yeah, because um, I'm, I'm somewhere between a small and a medium with your stuff and I'm glad I got a medium in those because they fit. Yeah. They fit closer to how a small usually fits. I've lost a little bit of weight over the last two months. Thank goodness. Uh, because <laughs> I squeezed into mine um, as well. And um, so we did the, we did this five um, ridgeline design and all this is very simple. Again, again, has reflective uh, ridge supply on there. This is the vest. We took the standard ridgeline design, which is like flat lines and they slowly get more and more contoured up. And I just stacked it up five deep. So that's why we call yeah. this the five ridgeline design. This colorway is, is essentially what's in the graffiti kit, but as a standalone vest, it works really well. It's super visible from a distance and um, it's got a cool color palette that you don't really see very much. It's kind of a green, a yeah. light green teal top. And, uh, but this will also go really well with anything else that you've got. Um, and I always say like a vest, a vest should pop, yeah. you know, I didn't really design this to wear with the graffiti kit and try to, you know, that that's probably too much. I mean, of course you can do it, but, um, this vest with any kit that you've got is a good option. Jordan's also got the, uh, you have the jacket, the light jacket. This jacket, the story on this jacket kind of goes, um, when we went to Silverton in August of 19, um, there was a real need for a packable jacket that you throw in your bar bag or in your jersey pocket. And when you get to the summit of one of those high mountain passes, it gets really cold really quick, crazy windy. Sometimes it'll rain, you never know. So you just needed something that really blocked the wind, but also was like super light and you weren't lugging it around yeah. all day. And I didn't have to, we didn't have anything like that. So we worked with Cutaway to basically take the vest that we already had, that stretchy new style vest that we've been doing, and we made a jacket out of it. So this is the only garment like this currently on the market, and we, we have it. We took this same five ridgeline design, and I really think this is super visible from a distance. Mm -hmm. It's kind of rad. Yeah. Um, it has a... Um, I like... I don't know if you're going to say it, but I like the vent that's kind of on the yeah. inside of the arm because yeah, this panel, still lets this panel all panel. the way down the middle of or, or the underside of the arm is vented, but super subtle. Uh, this is the same fabric that we use on our Nova Pro um, collarless jerseys. And so uh, it's just enough. Like you don't notice it. Like it's not cool, um, like, like breezy, but it's, but it it, it's a good exhaust vent. Yeah. yeah. We did a brushed, 
we did a brushed collar which is which is super nice um it's it's also a little stretchy so it fits really well um around you know even if you're wearing a neck gaiter or whatever it's not in the way um reinforced uh reinforced pocket seams in the back a grippy a bottom the the tail on this is just a little bit longer than the front which is also good so it gives you a little coverage but when you're hunched over and you're you're riding it it's got good coverage and um packs down you know it's not the smallest pack down ever but it packs down super easy say, to, I mean, it, to go you in your pocket in a jersey pocket yeah, yeah for that's sure a big thing um that's the kit wrap up we've got we've also got navy cargo bibs uh in stock um black bibs in stock we have uh the five ridge line jersey which is the white jersey like the jacket we have the graffiti kit the tech tee and we've got some some uh last season stuff too we still have digi camo dawn uh jerseys as well yep. um so yeah if you're if you're into kit need something for for the spring check it out um we got two new collaborations coming up uh launching very soon the first one's with uh, the vegan cyclist and um we're we're stoked to be working with tyler this year uh, we designed two sock colorways that are launching here um, in the next, uh, basically on Monday. Because um, he just debuted one of them, didn't he? Yeah, he, you know, I, he's out of control. He's out of control. He he's broke. He's broken the protocol there. No, um, it's uh, it's all good. He I asked him to take some pictures because they're getting he and Jeremiah are getting ready to do the impossible route. Um, I can't wait to hear about the details after <laughs> that goes down. Yeah, the first the fir their first installment is. Um, I think it's five days of, of crazy uh, uh, riding through Death Valley. And they, they start, um, they're going flying out this weekend and starting on Monday, I believe. So because he was going to be doing that, I'm going to be launching them on Monday as well. So stay tuned for that. And then uh, right behind that, we've got a, a cool collaboration with Phil uh, Guyman. Um, and we're doing a new sock for this season with him that are uh, kind of uh, based around his, um, his two puppies. So, uh, so he's stoked about that. And, uh, those are coming, uh, on the, on the heels of the, the socks with vegan cyclists. So uh, stay tuned for both of those things. Other than that, man, we've got, um, spring is coming, you know, I, I feel like we, say, been, we had some days in the sixties here, so it's, yeah. it's coming, but you know, we winter's still, still hanging we on there. We could still though. get snow here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we sure. could be in the thirties in two or three days. <laughs> We've been living on Zwift. I, I like, I really love riding on Zwift and I don't hate on it at all. Um, I, in, in a lot of days, it's just more convenient for me to ride yeah. the trainer here at the shop than it is to kit up and go out uh, based on the timing that I can do it or whatever. And I really buckled down in December. Um, and Jordan knows this, like, fitness had gone by the wayside. We were super busy from like August through, um, the holidays for, for here yeah. and family and stuff. And, um, I just knew I needed to buckle down. So I said, I was going to ride five days a week for an hour or more. Um, these guys laughed at me a little bit. They didn't think I was going to do it because I, you my history it. would you show that I wouldn't do it. Uh, but I've been able to hold it together for two months. Uh, I said I was going to do it through March 1st and I've, I've held to that, which has been cool. But the gains of just consistency are awesome because, you know, nobody's racing or doing crazy big rides or anything outside, but um, just having Zwift yeah. there 
has been fun. I mean, it's been yeah. it's been cool. We've been doing our Arsenal rides on say, Tuesday We got nights. the Arsenal rides back going, which I know the last few weeks you and I have both had something kind of come up. But yeah, Eric and stepped in yeah. and led him for us. It's I mean, Arsenal. Even when we hadn't been there, I love it. Yeah, even when we hadn't been there, they somebody else has stepped up and taken it. Yeah, and I hope we can find a, a slot during the season. You know, after daylight savings time. That we can still, or we can still ride and and keep it keep it going. I, I certainly would love to do that, and um, and you know because it's a it's an integral part of the the training yeah. week for sure, and it will yeah. continue to be. Um, I know I hope people are, you know, getting their shots when they can, and and getting in line to get those done. Um, I know I'm waiting for my turn. Uh, that that'll be a good way to feel like I can maybe do more things bike related uh, yeah. this this year and i'm excited about that hopefully uh well, i know we've talked about doing a bunch of trips um yeah we're, we're at some point the works we just gotta just gotta <laughs> see what happens over the next few months yeah and i know everybody's got different rules and regulations and stuff but i i, I just thought it was some something that we needed to kind of talk about was what happened with the buck 50 last year yeah um as we we're coming up on a year here uh in in a couple weeks and um it was such a crazy week leading up to the buck 50 and the decision to cancel it and i know jordan was here with with us when we did that and um a lot of people don't know it's like ancient history now um but because it was the one it was the first weekend where anything was actually canceled and we yeah. were actually the only race that did cancel um it was kind of a wild time and i just felt like we needed to document it a little bit verbally kind of recap yeah. recalling what it was like and then give some people some insight um just because it may inform why we're not having a race this year and you know uh just just shed some light on why why did we cancel a race where we had 850 yeah. people coming here um because it was it was crazy um so jordan maybe jordan you can you can set us up because you were fit i was fit i was probably the fittest i had been maybe ever i had i guess really around i'd wrote a lot leading into the end of 2019 because that was when we yeah. had an alpine loop so, I mean, my fitness going kind of rapid 2019 up was good. I took the typical off season, yeah. took some time off, and then I really kicked it in gear. And, I mean, I remember I came down and rode with you and Pete and Lee and all of us right out a month before. Yeah. And, I mean, we, Pete was riding strong. I knew Pete had been putting yeah, in a lot of work. Yeah, he'd been I training hard. Strong. I mean, we were – we both felt really good. And, so, you know, I come down there, great fitness, and – it's crazy how much things change because I think coming down, okay, you know, there's a possibility what happens, what happens. But when we come down, I mean, we came down the a week before the race was supposed to be, there was no talk of us not racing. Yeah. There was, hey, you know, we're going to keep an eye on it, but no talk of not racing. Yeah. And then it was like each day something changed a little bit. Monday rolls around and they're like, hey, you might want to start considering some stuff. Tuesday rolls around. I want to consider a little more about how you're doing with groups and what you're doing. And that's when yeah. you start hearing the term of social distancing and yeah. something that, you know, most of us have never heard before or even thought about. 
Mm-hmm. Wednesday rolls around, and I, and I know you and I had talked some. I had went out and rode. I'd come by the shop and seen you at some point. Um, and then Thursday was kind of when it all started yeah. unraveling for the yeah for the sake of the race actually happening. Yeah, and even we, Thursday morning was totally different than Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that like twelve hours, which is what I think we can dive into because that yeah morning to evening well, of Thursday is its own story. T- t- totally, and and also we got to back up. We got to back up a little bit. Like, so we did two editions of the Buck yeah. Fifty. The first year we had two hundred and fifty people. Let's just say the second year about around five five fifty, and um, both. The first year we kind of capped it. The second year we kind of capped it. And part of it was the, the, the concept was to grow, you know, according to um, what you could handle yeah. and then prove that you could do a little bit more. And so coming into the third year um, and, and, you know, uh, but parted ways with, uh, with, with Gordon, who we were doing the, the first two events uh, together. And so this, the third year was the first time I'd kind of really done it all on my own. And I'm the one that's here um, locally. So, you know, six months out, we open registration. And the reason is it's the Buck 50 and Mid-South are the two big gravel events yeah. that kind of start the year, um, especially in the pre- in the previous two years. Uh, you know, yeah. um, there is a there's now some events that are in February and I think maybe even one in January now. But like it used to be like we were the start of the season kind of thing. And so open in six months in advance is part of it is to get people through the winter, give them something to train yeah. for motivate. And, and it worked for me. I mean, that was kind of what it was. I registered and it was like, all right, time to go time to get serious. Yeah. So. And, and we do, we sold out quick. Um, yeah. We sold out quick. We had a huge uh, jump in, in um, people. We were, we were at 850 registrations and we cut it off. And that was like in, I can't remember when, but I think it, it was, was quick. Yeah, like in November or something. I was it say, I'm pretty sure it was just a couple of weeks, and you had to, yeah, you had to shut it down. And, and one of the one of the formulas that the Buck Fifty does as a race is we put a lot of resources the from the the amount of um, revenue brought in from the race fees we put it back into the experience and give it to each individual person and so you know that's in the form of ordering you know gloves or 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 water bottles or t-shirts or hats or whatever the things are And, and those things what's cool about it is when you have six months to prepare you can get all that stuff done you can get it all ready and we are you know we're we're kind of becoming known for our stoke boxes and um anyway it takes six months to get the race prepared and done yeah. and the well, course is yeah, a nightmare when I, there, when I was down there in february what you're getting ready to say i mean you were having road work done to yeah. the roads out yeah. there and 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 uh what's what's bizarre is that the some some events i know that they can just mark a course and they can just go do it we're like on pins and needles trying to get the place even accessed you know so like dealing with some of the private landowners that that let us use the stuff right near the um that's always a a a hit or miss and then the road conditions in the croton were gnarly this that past year and i actually um spent our own money 
like on bulldozer work and road work out there, which is crazy <laughs> in a national forest. But that's what I had to do because they they wouldn't help. It was um, awful because we rode through it before he got to fix it. And I yeah. remember just how I mean, it was it was brutal. It, yeah. it was it wouldn't even have been enjoyable to race. Like I get the whole, you know, just suck it up and go. Yeah. But I mean, there were sections that big sections that weren't even rideable before you took care of. Yeah. It. Well, and, and so leading up to the race, I would say, I would say like three weeks out, we started to hear about COVID um, and, yeah. or, or I guess they were calling it coronavirus back then or whatever they were. I can't even remember. Um, and, and, you know, nobody had, it, it was before anyone had said anything about social distancing, anything about like, we're going to have to wear a mask, none of that stuff. We just kind of heard about it. We knew it was, it was out there. It was maybe it was coming, but no one, I didn't know anybody who'd had it or, yeah. you know, none of that. Luckily, because we had so many people that were registered for the event, one of the guys that was registered was a, um, was a, uh, uh, what do they call it? Anyway, yes, an infectious disease expert from Penn state. And he was coming down for the race. And, um, one of the owner of bike flights put me in touch with him. who's one of his buddies. And uh, this was like, a, this was like less than a week out from yeah. the race. I got in I touch with this you, guy yeah, you told me about it. and, um, and he basically was like, yeah, you know, this thing's pretty serious. Um, I'm having to advise, you know, the university on what to do. And even him at this time was not saying don't have the event. He was yeah. coming. He was going to come down and, and, and do it and but we needed to be safe and this was all when everybody was trying to get hand sanitizer and everyone said i remember it was like all you got to do is wash your hands for 20 seconds and both sides and everyone you know and everything will be fine it's not airborne it's not all these things well um that was on like saturday or sunday the weekend before the week of the event is intense for for me as a race director not only are people coming here that i know volunteers, friends, you know, um, rodeo coming from Colorado, all these things, you know, like yeah. we got to pick people up at the airport. We got to do, uh, you know, course marking. We got people coming here early. They want to ride all that stuff, all the stuff at the racetrack, all the stuff. Well, while all that's going on and I'm running around like a crazy person doing that, we're hearing these reports that, um, and it's just, started to just really hit the national news in that week and um of course in in some way i was paying attention to what mid-south was doing and they were going to have the event they they had already said like we're going to do it no matter what we're going to do it and um i talked to the guy at penn state again on like maybe tuesday and he was like yeah i'm coming you know we just need to be safe we need to be really you know cautious and have hand hand washing stations and all this stuff so we kind of got all that stuff in place um and uh basically on wednesday um that something changed something changed the whole climate changed yeah. where in north carolina our governor um, just all of a sudden had something to say about it. You know, prior prior to that moment. Um, it had been kind of hush-hush. Yeah. There really hadn't been a lot said for us here in North Carolina. We were hearing what some of the areas, New York and some of the bigger cities were yeah. doing, but we had not heard really anything leading up to Wednesday's for sure. directive for our state. 
Yeah. And we had, um, Wednesday is the day when people start showing up. People are getting here. The people who are coming early, um, the, the ladies from uh, Velocio um, Exploro were here going to do their training camp and, you know, um, photo shoots and all that stuff. And so, and, and we're doing final course prep and uh, setting up the speedway and all that stuff. And we, we did all that. And then on Thursday, um, basically, basically like everyone was here all yeah all my close friends, all my buddies, you know, they come a little bit early. It's the one, it's the last day where like, maybe you could see somebody in person and not yeah. be crazy, at, you know, come a registration and stuff. And we were getting, we were getting the shop ready to maybe have 800 people come in here on Friday um, and register, uh, which was, which is huge. So in anticipation of that, I was really, um, under a lot of pressure, dude. I don't know. I was going to say stressed, extremely stressed <laughs> might fit for you on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. So know... you were, you were here, you, <laughs> you were there. here watching all that, which is I funny now, but, um, yeah. being well, one guy I... that runs a show and having to make this call was, was pretty intense. Yeah. Uh, what did and you see? What was happening <laughs> from your you perspective? And I, well, you and I talked that day because you asked me if I could go pick up Aaron O'Benza. Because yeah. he was flying into the airport. So you and I had talked and I'd been kind of picking Shout out brain. to Aaron uh, yep. on, the, on the mug. Mm -hmm. I'd been picking your brain about kind of what you were thinking. Because I think it was Thursday. It was when the governor was getting a little more, you know, input on, hey, yeah. we need to be careful yeah. with events and stuff like that. So we were, we had been talking. You call me, hey, can you go get Aaron? Because you were trying to get everything set up. I said, sure. So I left. I think it was probably a little after lunch to go get Aaron. And by the time I got back to the shop, because it was 45-minute hour ride out there to get him then come back another hour. By the time we got back to the shop, in that, like, couple hours of me going to pick Aaron up and get back, I think the, that was when the governor came out, and I don't remember what the limit was, but that was when he kind of said, hey, if you got an event over this, you need to limit yeah. it. At, yeah, it was, it was that he was discouraged. A, he yeah. said he discouraged any event, any event over 100 people. Yeah, that's right. I could I could remember if it was 100 or 200 or what. But yeah. So then but he did, that, it wasn't banned. It was just discouraged. discouraged. Mm -hmm. So all that happens. And that's when Aaron and I show back up to the shop. Yeah. And you were ready to pull your hair out already. <laughs> and that was before the conversation probably really even got going between the, at that time, probably what, 10 of us that were there. Yeah. Yeah. That was even before the conversation really got going. And, and I'm mean, even in that hour and a half or so I was there, what was being recommended was changing. I mean, every yeah. hour there was yeah. something new coming out. Yeah. It was kind of bizarre because, um, you know, in one respect we had, we had Mid-South as like a, a peer and it was like, what are they going to do? And they had already yeah. said like, we're doing it. Yep. And um, they've made some changes, you know, like trying to be uh, at, from what we knew at the time, uh, let's be safe and whatever. Yeah. And we had, um, we had some guys here from Colorado that were in the room. We had my, some of my, my, my childhood friends who were here to do volunteering we had you guys. Um, I, I was think there, there was, Aaron was there. Brian was there. Uh, yeah, and and uh, it was a mix of ladies, mix of mix of good friends. Everybody that was inside of the shop at that point is somebody like I know pretty well. Yeah. So it wasn't like um, a social, you know, like a, a town forum. Yeah. But 
because because it was really my decision, um, and and there's so there was so much at stake. Nobody would really commit to well, no, me it, the, the, to the, say like say, you should do this or you should I was do that. Say you wanted somebody to give you that magic answer, but you didn't know what that magic answer yeah, was. Yeah, and so, so whichever way the input went, you like counter argued yeah. it, and then we were like, well. We'll try the other right. And yeah. Then- so the the governor is basically saying like he discourages it over a hundred, but you could still do it, you know. Yeah. And we could have definitely done it. Um, we had two hundred and fifty to three hundred people already here, so they were yeah. already committed. They were like, "We're riding no matter what. Um, you can't stop us, government." You know, and it was all like, "We're we're here for the beach weekend, whatever." But I knew on Thursday, I knew that a majority of the people that sign up and register with this event yeah. are in the DC, Maryland, Virginia yeah. area. And they were going to drive the next day or that night and yeah. come here. And I knew that if, if I was going to cancel it, a, the right thing to do is to tell them before they started yeah. driving and then B um, prevent all of those people from coming to our area. Yeah. And <clears throat> at the time, none of us realized how serious that was, that, um, you know, because coronavirus was definitely in the DC area for sure. And people didn't know it, how bad, and people had it, people ended up getting it in the next week or two and testing positive. And, um, they, those people would have come to the buck 50 for sure and spread it. And we would have had an outbreak for sure. Now, granted, would it have been apocalyptic or worse than it actually was? I don't know. I just know that at the time with the the, the information we had, yeah, I felt like as the race director, I felt like I had this weird like medical uh, decision to make that I had no idea what <laughs> I was doing, but I had to make it on behalf of these other people. And then, and cyclists, nobody wants to not do the event. Yeah. You know, well, and I think some everyone of the radio wanted guys to come. there. Yeah, some of the radio guys were there, and they're like, you know, look, I'm here. I've already put myself in the danger. I've traveled during what we know now, blah blah. blah. And they're like, selfishly, let's do the event. Yeah, and I was kind of in that same boat because I'd put, I'd put a lot of work into really yeah. buckling down, and yeah, it was like I want to do it, but at that time, what is the right decision? Yeah, and, and that was what the answer that we were ultimately looking for in our round table discussion. Yeah. Um, well, in round table discussion, you know, like nobody was very helpful. And, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Nobody was helpful. Cause you didn't know yeah. what you wanted. Nobody knew what to do. I didn't know what to do. Um, it really felt, it felt almost uh, selfish to cancel it in a way. Yeah. And then also really selfish to have it. Yeah. And so it was a strange Cause I knew, I knew people were going to be disappointed. Um, I will say that, you know, because we, we had, we had a couple things that were crazy. One, everything that every expense for the race has, was already spent. It yeah. literally, even the food, the chicken that we were going to serve at the meal was already pre-cooked and ready to roll. And, you know, you get to this point where, there's this point of no return where there is nothing to refund. And I knew that that's where we were. Like the tents were up, the toilets were there, the, the, all of the swag was sitting there ready to go. You know, the timing people were here. Like 
you name it. There was nobody I could call and be like, hey, we're not going to have yeah. the event. And they yeah. would be like, whoo, I'm glad I did. Everybody had spent the money. So yeah. in one respect, it was it was a tough call because I felt like, dang, you know, we worked six months to produce this event and now we can't share it. Because that's as a yeah. race director, that's all you got. Yeah, you all you have is the experience of watching everybody else like really yep. enjoy it because it's so much work and um and so that was a hard that was part of the call like literally and i think i think money is a big part of everybody's call no matter what they're yeah. doing but in this case it was just like i felt bad because like i i couldn't I could not give a refund because there's no money to give a refund yeah. back you know everything and was so, accounted for yeah and then and you can't say well we'll just we'll let you get a free entry next year. No, you can't do that. 850 people, it, you know, like it's too much. Um, yeah. And so it was just a loss. It was just a loss for everybody. And I will say that once we, once we canceled it, we, I can't remember what time it was, two 30 or something or three o'clock. Yeah. I was going to say, I think I left like a little before four and it wasn't long after I got back to the, the beach. Yeah. Like I, I rushed, I, I sent an email out to everybody to try to catch yeah. people. And I got to say like, especially considering we were the first, we were the sacrificial lamb that had to like cancel the first, the response was overwhelmingly positive. And I think it's a testament to the type of people that sign up for bike races, maybe that they were um, understanding and also knew we weren't doing it for any other reason than trying to do the right thing. Uh, And what's crazy is here we are a year later, everyone hindsight's 2020 but we had no information at the time when we made that call. And what's bizarre is, you know, people are still having bike events all the time and it's, they're coming back, which is cool. We certainly didn't, I didn't feel like we could do it this year. Well, that's what you're saying. You know, you were talking that six months and six months ago, we had no idea what three weeks later was, were looking like. And for sure. So, I mean, you know, you had to make a call six months ago to say, Hey, we don't know what, we don't know what our climate's going to be in six more months. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I don't think anybody's faulting that. I think everybody probably understands that, but yeah, it, it is crazy to look because we are, you know, just shy of a year now at how much, how much more we know, but how much we didn't know a year ago. When yeah. You had to make that. Yeah. I mean, we shut the door doing. on Thursday. We locked the door and, the sign outside says closed, but still awesome. And it's been like that ever since the only <laughs> people that have come in this building, um, you know, with some rare exceptions, uh, everyone's been masked up, but the shop's not open. Um, there's still stuff like, like the, the, the trophies that Aaron oh, made for the nobody's podium. Nobody's ever seen that. that no one's ever seen. Nobody even time. got to have, there's just buck 50 stuff. That's just here. Like it was like, it's frozen in time. It's so weird. Like we were ready for, for debut of, you know, the new space and everything. It'll come back and we'll have, it'll be awesome whenever it is, it has a chance to be awesome. Um, I really feel like it's fine. Life's been on pause for a lot of other things and it isn't about poor pitiful us, but I, it's still one of those things. It's like one of those stories that's never been told. Like why, why did it, I, we how can, did it come we about? Will never, we will never be able to tell how intense that room was. 
Even yeah. if we do a documentary and we can recreate you laying on that table ready to pull your hair out, <laughs> we'll never be able to show how intense that conversation was that day because yeah, it, we know so much more now. And even if you'd have fast forwarded a month, it's no yeah. decision to make the decision. There's no, yeah. no stress at all to make. I mean, decision. and, and we, we've, we told this, I told this story a little bit, I think on the email, but it, it's, it's fitting now. Like one of the people from DC yeah. that was a friend of ours that was coming down to help with registration and help volunteer, which would, this person would have probably been in contact with just about every racer. Yeah. He was, um, he had COVID at the time, asymptomatic, didn't know it. And he would have come here and been here all weekend spreading it around. Yep. And we did because we canceled it, he didn't come. We didn't get it. I mean, he's one of these guys that would have been in my house, you know, snuggling up with our new baby, hanging out. Um, we would have been enjoying meals together and everything else. And we would have all ended up getting COVID, you know. And yeah. and uh so making that call now, it seems like, oh yeah, that was no a brainer. smart move. We had yeah. no idea yeah. what we were doing at the time i mean i'm glad we made the call and um i don't want any special medals for it i just i just wanted people that maybe hadn't heard the story or had forgotten all about it uh to know that's what's going on i mean i just feel like bike racing is optional right now um and not not to cast any shade on anybody who's doing it i want to i want to i want to do it myself you know yeah. um but uh that's why we're kind of waiting and see. I mean, we, we may very well be able to have a buck 50 or a moonlight hunt club this year at some point. Yeah. I don't have any plans to, um, nor do I expect it to be 1500 people that come to an event, but, um, uh, yeah. So, I mean, we're just, we're just, uh, kind of doing what everyone's doing yeah. right now, which is uh, standing on the sidelines waiting, but yep. That's basically all we had, you know, just wanted to recap, uh, recap some of that and uh, talk about all things cycling and um, <laughs> uh, show off new kit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, um, I, I think that this year is going to be a transition year as well. Like if I'm being honest, like I'm not very hopeful for um, a return to normalcy, Yeah. but I do plan on doing some smaller group things as people get vaccinated where you know if we have a group of x amount of people and everybody's been vaccinated and everybody feels good about it i'd feel good about taking a trip with them and yeah. having some experience you know uh so that's kind of what that's my plan i guess if you will uh, rather than try to have a mass start you yeah. know colossal group situation um and uh yeah and then we'll see about 2022, but, um, which is just bizarre to even talk about that right now, but you know, it, <laughs> we haven't even hit March yet. We're planning I know. next year. But I mean, in theory, September, September, October of this year is when we would open registration for yeah. the next buck 50. So, um, that being yeah, said, everything changes every month. So there's no tellings what, what September, October looks like and yeah. what the forecast for March of 2022 is. Yeah. It wouldn't hurt to give, the Croatan another year to try to get their uh, road act together because you don't want to pay for it. Um, it's out of control out there right now, but um, it would make for an interesting race. Let's just put it that way, especially if it was wet. See, that doesn't sound enjoyable. Right now. <laughs> Not right now. Well, Jordan, thank you for uh, 
chit-chatting today. Um, I, I probably rambled on because that's what I do. Uh, and if y'all are listening, you already know that. So if you're this far in, you know, you get, you get what you pay for. That's yep. right. Um, appreciate it. Have a great weekend and we will talk to you all soon.